People of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Thanks for joining us again here on The Brothers Talk, where we keep the focus on issues that impact the Black community and do our best to emphasize the positive. We want to remind you to join the conversations online in The Brothers Talk group on Facebook and our other groups, hashtag Black Dollars Matter and relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, where we've got nearly 4,000 folks in the movement to control our own economy in an effort to empower ourselves. This is America, and let's face it, money talks. We had a tremendous show last week with lots of positive feedback on Chef Dion and his organization that feeds those with food insecurity in Northern New Jersey. It's that time of year with COVID-19 still raging and millions of people out of work that food can become a real challenge and our hats off for the great work that Chef Dion and his team of volunteers are doing in making a difference. So we're gonna continue to let you know how you too can help by going to his website and making a donation. They're all volunteers, so all the funds go to feeding those with food insecurity. That address is dcvyp.org. That's for Disabled Combat Veterans Youth Program. Again, dcvyp.org. And we can't stress enough the outstanding work they're doing, and a simple visit to their website will prove it. That's dcvyp.org for Disabled Combat Veterans youth program. And now here are Scott and Norm. Hey family, as usual, thanks for your support. Uh, and I hope you're hope you're uh, supporting black businesses uh, whenever you can. Hey fam, just wanted to say, you know, we got black on black love still moving forward, especially with Chef Dion. He just is a great example of what we need to be concentrating on in regards to taking care of each other. So let's keep this moving forward. Peace. This week, there's been a lot of talk about rappers turned big businessmen making political statements and some of them attempting to lead efforts across our community. And on his face, there's nothing wrong with anybody doing that. But my question is, when we see these people raised up to share their opinions, do we ask ourselves two questions? The first is, who are these people really? And second, who put them up on the national stage? I mean, Ice Cube, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and all the others are, first of all, hustlers. And a few of them even former criminals. And secondly, they aren't even really that relevant to today's youth as they're mostly in their 30s and 40s. And I would hope that the folks in their same age group would be way too smart to be truly influenced by some coonery and buffoonery. But what do you guys think? Yeah, that that that's that's really really uh, worrisome. That you can have the most powerful man in the world take time out to listen to 
a knucklehead like Little Wayne, like he represents black folks. Uh, you know, it, it, it appears that what you what's happening, folks are designating certain people to be representative of black folks. Like they they're we follow them. They're our leaders. You know, the, the ones you name, the Fifty Cents and the Ice Cube, and and the Little Wayne who can't think their way out of a paper bag together, but yet they're, they're causing so much distraction and confusing a lot of these young folks out here who need to get to the polls and vote, but a lot of these young black folks, uh, you know, I, I would like to know what they're paying these guys uh, to do this. You know, when you take somebody like a Hershey Walker, you know, we know who he is anyway, but these guys who rap about what's happening in black lives, and in the lives of black folks and what they've gone through in their lives and everyday lives and the struggles that they're going through, they've been through as black folks. They rap about this in a way that systematic racism has really minimized and denied opportunities for black folks. And here they come out here and they're supporting someone who's totally against the advancement of black people. I mean, it, they got to be paying these guys something or they just looking for, they trying to be relevant, I, I guess. I don't know. I basically think that they just want to be acknowledged by the white powers. That, that's just my opinion, but I can definitely tell you that the politicians, they literally don't want to speak to anyone in our community who is relevant and can actually ask the tough and meaningful questions and really put them on the spot. So they find these rookies in the game that are just going to actually promote their platform and not challenge them at all. Because, because obviously, these rappers and entertainers are not challenging these politicians. So they're basically just bringing them, them some more free publicity and airtime. You know, that's a good point because literally the hustlers are being hustled because they don't want to talk to the real meaningful thought leaders. You know, they're not trying to talk to a Cornell West or a, any of the truly black thought leaders, you know, um, Reverend William Barber or Ta-Nehisi Coates or any of those folks who blacks who are really thinking actually pay attention to, you know, Michael Eric Dyson, they go out and get these guys who are certainly not known for their intellectual capacity to, to be the mouthpiece of their positions. And they don't even seem to realize that they are being used except for the fact that they looking for the get over as they always do. Because each time we see them on the stage, they end up being basically like Jesse Jackson was what's in it for me. You know, Jay-Z came out and tried to undermine Colin Kaepernick's effort. And he walks away with the halftime show for the Super Bowl. And 50 cent is talking about his taxes and, and Lil Wayne, who knows what he's talking about. And Ice Cube, they talked about the amount of money that he lost on that three-on-three basketball thing. So why wouldn't he look for an opportunity to somebody write him a big check that he could use to try to get his finances back on the up and up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, I don't know whether people are looking at what, what's the motive here, how all of a sudden you got these particular guys so concerned about what's happening in the black community and how black folks are being treated all their careers. They rapped about, you know, degrading black culture, 
all of their careers, uh, with the exception of Ice T, you know, he was always against Ice Cube, which one, whichever one it is, he's always uh, against law enforcement. So it would be interesting to know what their motive, what their motives are, and 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 by the same token, you have Ice Cube talking about this contract with America. Who in the hell told you that you? on your own can go out and establish a contract with America, black America. That's what it was, black America with any administration without getting input from people who are knowledgeable, who've been trained, like, like you said, Rod, you know, intellectuals. I don't even think any of them have a plan or structure. They don't have any kind of infrastructure in place. They don't have a, a, a plan in place. They don't have anything. They're just out there blowing smoke and getting people uh, people's attention and and confusing young folks. And wouldn't it be better to at least be a leader in your community before you take this grandstand? You can't even have a rally on your block and get 10 people, but you're going to present a plan for Black America mm -hmm. to the president? Right. Well, I think that's why the second part of the question is who's putting them up to it? Because and why I say the hustlers are being hustled, because, of course, 45 would promise them all kinds of money and everything else. But they're too stupid to realize that just like all the other folks who've gotten into bed with him, you basically end up getting fleeced, that he doesn't make good on anything. That's his history. And it's like that old Maya Angelou line. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Because there's nothing in his background other than failed opportunities and welching on debts that he owed. And so why they would have any idea to believe that somehow they're going to be the first that he's actually going to pay down through. Just like with the HBCUs, you know, the, everybody talked initially about how he promised to give more money to the HBCUs than Obama did. And then they had this executive order that came out a couple of weeks ago where he basically put the loophole in it that said that any institutions receiving government funds that were effectively discriminating for a particular group could be eliminated from that funding. So right there by the letter of the law, the HBCUs could end up getting nothing, but you had these black HBCU presidents put their dignity on the line to go and meet with him for a photo op, which he's still using. And at the end of the day, they may end up getting nothing. You know, Rod, you, you, you made some good points. One of the things uh, when you talk about the HBCU presidents, how I, it's interesting that none of, the, none of them have come out to say, wait a minute, this guy said that, you know, he's given more money than any of them. He give, he's given them like a 10-year funding source. But the, the problem with that is the ACUs get money every year. So it's not like he's given more money or because you're giving them 10 years of money, that's more money. They get money every year. So whether you get it in 10 years or every year, and even again, about the 10 year funding is less because you're not controlling it for inflation. Whereas these folks, every year they get that money, inflation is considered. In the, when they talk about the amount of money that these HBCUs are getting, 
and none of these uh, black presidents have come forward to say to try to correct him or say anything about this is how we'll fund it. You know, the tenure thing may be a good thing or not. I don't see I don't see how simply because, like I said, there's nothing in there about about inflation. Now, this administration is claiming that they've done more for our community than any other president in history, including Lincoln. And my thought is, well, if this is true, why don't we know about it? Well, it, yeah. and the reason is the reason we don't know anything about it is simply because it's not true. And yet you've got a lot of the handkerchief heads who will put themselves on display saying that very same thing and using those talking points. Like, I was really glad to see Obama finally decide to come out and set the record straight because when we try to set the record straight, you know, you get those same folks on the other side, black folks who want to push back with those 45 talking points about the black unemployment rate. And so when Obama finally came out and said that, you know, it had hit like uh, uh, an all time high black unemployment of 16.8 in 2010, and that when he left office, it was at 7.8% that would, he had slashed it by more than half. And all 45 managed to do was continue on with the recovery that he started. So you still don't have these black faces, as Angela Rice said, all skin folk and kin folk that are standing out there trying to say how much he has done for black America. When the truth is, not only has he not done anything, he's actually instilled and energized more racism and discrimination against us. But once you have uh, have drunk the Kool-Aid and taken the poison pill, I guess you just can't recover from it. No, I'm just going to say this again. Little Wayne thinks that he can go and talk to the president whether it's 45 or whomever, because he represents black folks. Little, I mean, just let that sink in. Little Wayne, who a guy, if you're talking to him, you can't focus on what he's saying because he's basically mutilated his body, looks like an idiot, and how could you take anything that he said serious? But that's what we've come to, and this is the lack of respect that black folks get from mainstream that we're going to pick out we're going to pick and they do this all the time whenever tragedy about tragedy and there are people gathering no matter what it whether it's a storm or shooting or earthquake or accident or whatever they normally go out and we we've all witnessed this of all the black folks standing around here they go pick a guy who front teeth missing woman or man you know Hair sticking on the top of their head like they hadn't seen a comb or washed their hair in months, you know, uh, talking ebonics. And they always get that particular person to represent the views of black folks, to represent black folks on a national stage. And that's what they're doing here, the same thing that they reached out to, like you said, Rod, not to the Carnell West, Carnell, uh, Carnell West or Mike Eric Dyson, you know, people like that. There, uh, you got Lil Wayne and 50 Cents and Ice Cube. Wow. That, that, that's pretty much all I can say about them. Wow. I guess they couldn't get Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, it, and I'm, I'm going to tell you another thing that's kind of kind of weird about that whole situation. Some of the folks that we just mentioned, like Kanye West, Kanye West and Mike Eric Dyson, uh, Kanye West, Mike Eric Dyson, folks like that, they're not even pushing back. The, 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 main, the folks in the media, they're not even pushing back. It's people on Twitter, just regular folks on Twitter pushing back about the fact that they're, you know, they're listening to Ice Cube and Lil Wayne. Where are the people in the national media, black folks? They're not pushing back on that, saying, wait a minute, you know, why you meet with these guys? You know, I haven't heard not one person. Maybe they have, but I haven't seen or heard not one of these national uh, folks who are, who are on TV nationally. I haven't heard not one of them say a word. No, you're right. And it's because that's the reason why our show exists is because they put the Van Jones and people out there who are much more willing to shed tears on TV than actually push back to say something that makes sense. So we will be the the bottom line for this whole whole session of what needs to be said from the black male perspective. This week's positive black business segment is about 16-year-old Paris McKenzie to recount one of her earliest memories about being racially profiled and taken through her local beauty supply store that instead of getting mad, she got busy and now she owns her own shop, Paris Beauty Supplies. And as Toby Adelwu of the Business of Fashion wrote earlier this year, of the 9,000 shops specializing in black hair care and cosmetics in the United States, 3,000 are owned by blacks. And that's a third, even though we're talking black hair care products and the remainder are operated by people mostly of Korean descent. So it's always great to see young folks taking the entrepreneurial initiative. And so we salute Paris McKenzie, who is now the youngest beauty supply store owner in the country, surpassing Kayla and Kiana Davis, the two 19-year-old sisters who we talked about a couple of weeks back, who uh, last year became the youngest Black woman to own a beauty supply store in California. So we salute her. And keep in mind any other positive Black business stories that you can share with us. So that's it for another edition of The Brothers Talk. As always, we invite you to follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Facebook, our group, as well as our Instagram feed. And if you want to go long form, there's always thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. We thank you. We appreciate you. We look forward to being with you next time. And until then, remember, let's do better today because... That's all we really have.